and hello there, all you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. I could say it's episode 61 and all that lovely stuff, but it's our one-year anniversary on the Podbean Network. Thanks to you guys for sticking around and making us uh, somewhat successful, I guess, if you want to say it that. You know, I mean, obviously, we're not like no Kevin Smith or Joe Rogan, but... We're hoping to get bigger and better this coming year with uh, your guys' help. And as long as you guys keep on tuning in, we're going to keep on signing in and giving you some good content. You know, some laughter, some serious talk. And um, unfortunately, Shoulders could not be here tonight. He has a, a baseball game he has to coach. And that's okay, you know, like we said from the the very first episode of Stay Tuned Sports that we're just a bunch of Joe Schmoes that work, you know, full-time jobs, have families. So this is kind of our getaway in a way, you know, from all the stress of everyday, you know, life type stuff. But enough of that. <clears throat> if you guys could head over to Twitter if you haven't already, uh, follow my personal Twitter at Jimbo. ST Sports. You can follow the show there at ST Sports Podcast. Just in the past month or so, we started up a new YouTube channel. Head over there, subscribe there. Um, we have a t shirt on Teespring. Nothing great, just kind of was. I got it into a, an idea of my head. Just let's throw something out there, see how I could design something for teespring but we do have some new logos coming hopefully um give a couple different ideas as far as t-shirts or mugs or there's a bunch of things you could buy on there that we're eventually going to build up so if you guys want to buy merchandise that'll be on there um some platforms that you could uh listen to us is itunes spotify tune in you know all the major ones so, this one, this show, though, is going to be um, mostly baseball talk. Um, a couple things happened this past week. There was the the 300th no-hit in Major League Baseball at, for, you know, for in, in history, which I thought, man, that's a, that's a big number. You know, why, why, why so, you know, why is this such a big thing? But then if you really think about it, for how long baseball has been around, that's actually kind of a small number. To I, I, at least I think, you know. Um, and then we're also going to talk about um, now. This has been a topic that's been kind of hot for a couple weeks now. Is are bat flips okay in baseball? You know, you have Jose Batista um, always doing it. Uh, and now this this new up and comer Tim Anderson, I believe for the the White Sox, um, is starting to garner some news about how he does things. And big news for the XFL, Vince McMahon's football league, signed a TV deal with ABC and Fox. Um, we'll get into to that later in the show as well, but. Like I said, 300th no-hitter was uh, this past week from by the Oakland Athletics uh, pitcher. Uh, 
uh, I forget the, the guy's name now. I feel bad. I mean, we're talking about it now. But the article that I uh, I looked up on ESPN, it actually kind of broke down some stats of, uh, you know, different type, th- type of things. Like the first ever no-hitter was back in 1876. Um, now you think about, you know, it's 2019. Um, about two, about 150 years later, you know, and we just now hit our 300th no hitter. You know, that's almost like two, three no hitters a year on average. But if you, they actually did a a good job of breaking it down Um, between the first no hitter in 1876 and the 100th, there was uh, about 50, 50 years between you know 100 no hitters then from the 101st no hitter to the 200th was only uh basically another 50 years um the first the first one that i was talking about was 1900 days next one was 1700 days and then from 1977 was the 201st no hitter to the most recent one was 1500 days so Pitching, you know, trying to get a no-hitter is getting a little bit easier. But it's kind of weird because of some of the scores out there. You know, you see a lot of 11-1 scores and, you know, 10-5 scores. Or uh, what was it, last year I think it was that there was like a 20-15 a to 15 score. Like, baseball is more offensive now than it's ever been, you know, in, in the past. Um, the other thing that I found kind of funny was, you know, with baseball being around for how long, the Padres are the only team, active franchise, that does not have a no-hitter. Now, the Padres have been around for, you know, a while, and it's kind of funny that they don't have a no-hitter everybody else does um i think there was four teams that had one no-hitter but still they at least had a no-hitter you know so for the padres to to not get it it's kind of like uh you know you, you you wonder like should you put that up there with the the boston red sox world series drought or most recently, the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl drought. You know, it's it's quite a quite a record that you know you definitely do not want to have. As far as teams that have the most no hitters, is the Dodgers with 22. Now that to me seems kind of high. And then um, the Red Sox and White Sox are tied in second with 18 each. But then you like you really should like when you're trying to figure out if it's uh if they're a really good pitching team or not. But like if you look at like the the Red Sox, who have been around for decades, is 18 really that high for them? You know. So Nolan Ryan has the most. I mean, I'm pretty sure we all all know that he's the oldest pitcher to throw one. I think. Uh, he was like 40, 
in his 40s when, when he did that. But I, I mean, to this day, I still love no-hitters. I'd rather a no-hitter, I think the no-hitter is more enjoyable to watch and more suspenseful than can a batter get a cycle, which, you know, for any sports fans that really aren't into baseball, whatever, that's four hits, which would be a single, double, triple, and a home run. You know, I always tune in, even if it's the Yankees, who I despise, I always tune in the eighth or ninth inning if they got a no-hitter going on. And the other question that I'd like to bring up too is, you know, nowadays in baseball, it's all about the analytics. And this happened to the Orioles, um, I think it was like the third week of the, the season or so. Their starting pitcher had a no-hitter going into the sixth inning, I, I believe it was. And they pulled him because the analytics stats said to do it. I'm sorry. I'm still kind of old school, I guess. And, you know, you'll see why I'm old school with the, the next segment. But if a guy has a no-hitter, I mean, obviously he, he's pitching good. And it wasn't, you know, if you got a no-hitter going, you're... you're either tied or you're winning so why take him out and put a pitcher in there that could blow it and that's actually what happened with the Orioles they, they pulled the, the guy brought the relief in first batter gave up the gave up a hit and I think they ended up losing like two nothing or something like that um, so I know nowadays with the analytics stats and stuff like that, um, you want to stick to it. But at some point, you got to kind of grow some balls away in a way, I guess, and just let it ride out, kind of go old school with it. Even with uh, the shift that you see a lot now with baseball, I can't stand that. I can't stand... Okay, so 90% of the time he hits the right side. Let's shift everybody to the right side. I just can't understand why coaches, like, again, for Baltimore, Chris Davis always has a shift on to the right side. Tell him to bunt. Tell him to, to bunt it down to the third base line and take a chance that maybe, you know, you could make it safe. Um... And also give them something to think about, too, for the next time you come up to bat. So, but getting back on topic about the no-hitter, you know, curious to see how how you guys feel about it. Like, you know, like I said, do you, do you consider that to be the most entertaining thing to happen in, in baseball? Or is a three-home run game more entertaining to you would you tune in for that maybe i'll put a, a poll up for for that question uh tonight after the show and maybe i'll put a poll up also for this next topic um about bat flips in major league baseball so a couple weeks ago the chicago white Sox. uh player Tim Anderson started basically a, a big 
bench-clearing brawl because he hit a home run and, you know, just flipped the bat, you know, not like just tossing it to the, the, the bat boy, but kind of disrespectful in a way. I guess maybe the other team took it the wrong way. And then the next at-bat, he came up and he got uh, plunked in the back of the back with a fastball, took a step towards the pitcher, benches cleared and all that. Um, and I think actually he got like a, a one-game suspension for that altercation. But my problem is I, I'm okay with trying to make baseball fun again. You know, like you like you watch Bryce Harper um, hits a ninth inning walk off home run. If it's then, I'm okay with it. I mean, I still not comfortable with it, but I'm okay with it. But if you're doing it after every home run, if I'm the coach, I'm putting my crappiest player on the mound and tell him, listen, throw as hard as you can at that guy. It's, it's just something that doesn't need to be in baseball. You know, okay, yeah, you launched a home run. You got a good home run. Leave it at that. Round the bases. You know, what? like like what's next? You're, you're going to flip the bat and then street dance all the way down first baseline all the way to home? Like at what point do you say enough is enough? This is too far. And... You know, even uh, Anderson said if there was an unwritten rule, he was un- unaware of it, which everybody kind of know- has known that there was an unwritten rule about, you know, bat flipping. And some of his comments with this whole situation kind of rubbed me the wrong way also. Um, one of his uh, statements he said was, I kind of feel like today's Jackie Robinson that's huge to say, but it's cool, man, because he just changed the game, and I feel like I'm getting to a point to where I need to change the game. So obviously he took some criticism with that because Jackie Robinson, one of the greatest ball players ever to play, broke the color barrier for baseball. And you got this Yahoo trying to compare himself to. So next day or so they they asked uh anderson if if he could elaborate what he meant by that statement and he basically backpedaled tried to to soften the blow i guess in a way of the for the criticism and he said when i said it i was saying it in a jokingly way i had i had said that jackie robinson broke the color barrier i was saying that i feel like jackie robinson i need to break the fun barrier well, you know what, dude, like, you know, you said that your teammates know how you are and this and that, but your teammates are behind doors. So, you know, we see you out there bat flipping and maybe coming across as disrespectful with that type of stuff or, you know, being edgy playing the game. Well, that's the persona you're giving fans and kids and stuff like that. Now, you did say, he did say, uh, you know, as far as kids and with the bat flips, he said, I like to go out and play with a lot of passion because that's fun. And I think that draws attention to the fans and the kids. You know, the kids love it. I'm on deck now. I get from I get from the fans. Hey, do the bat flip. 
So it's cool stuff. It's all fun stuff. It's nothing disrespect to anybody, but I think it's part of the game, or it should be. Again, you know, I, I'm kind of old school. Even when it comes to football, I I like some of the dances, dances, but I still like the Barry Sanders runs an 80-yard touchdown, walks over to the, the ref, and hands him the ball. You don't see him doing, you know, the electric slide or uh, dunking over the 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 field goal post, you know. It's just, you know, you're supposed to be a role model. And when you're making statements like that, that do come across like you're comparing yourself to Jackie Robinson, for what he did compared to what you're trying to do, one is two totally different things and not even close to each situation one was a very serious situation that was going on at that time with racism and and things like that and for him to do what he did was amazing plus the the movie about him i love that movie that was an awesome movie uh 42 i love how major league baseball also does the jackie robinson day once a year that every player wears the number 42 it's, it's a nice little um, show of respect towards one of the greatest and I, I hope this kid you know I mean he, he's a good ball player but I, I just hope he doesn't go too far to be eccentric and you know only only time will tell about that if you know, if he's going to be over the top. I mean, he kind of already is, but, you know, it is what it is. Now, something else that happened this past week that's very big news and very big news for them, and I'm kind of surprised not many. It was kind of just talked about for like one day, and I, I thought this would, would, would have been talked about a lot more, is the XFL signed a multi-year... TV deal with Disney's ESPN and ABC networks as well as the Fox Sports. They released they didn't release um, who's playing who yet, but they released the 10 week schedule, the broadcasting schedule. You're going to be able to watch all the games on either ABC, ESPN, all the ESPN channels, Fox or all the Fox channels. And this is huge. I've always said about the Alliance of American Football that was 75% of why they failed. That first week, they had, I believe, two games on CBS Saturday. Then they had one game on Sunday on CBS Network and the night game on NFL Network. Now, you have someone like me who doesn't pay for NFL Network, so I can't watch that game. I don't pay for CBS uh, Sports Network. I don't feel like paying $10 a month to watch four football games. It just makes no sense. And it just seemed after that first week, you, I think they had one or two other CBS games before they, they completely fold it. So 
they didn't give any of the fans a chance to really get connected to the teams um, or get connected to a specific player so they could follow that team. And Vince McMahon, again, you know, like I said in my article uh, on bellyupsports.com, sounds like he may have learned his lesson from the first XFL failure. He's taking his time, getting everything right. He's got the the TV deal now, whereas I, I believe the the first time they did the XFL was just strictly NBC. Um, and I'm curious also to see, so it's on multiple stations now, especially ESPN, ESPN2. If a game's on ESPN and runs into a, you know, another TV show on ESPN, will they switch over to ESPN2? Because I know there was a story with XFL the, the first time around about, uh, the one game actually went too late and started cutting into Saturday Night Live. And Lauren Michaels was crying like a little baby that he is. Saturday Night Live hasn't been funny since, I mean, Jesus, Will Ferrell maybe? I mean, even then, I you have to go before that. Chris Farley, Adam Sandler, David Spade, that, that era was the last of the funniness, I believe, on Saturday Night Live. Now, you know, going back to the whole TV deal and how I was talking also about being uh, kind of old school, the one reason why they did, actually there's two reasons why, uh, they decided to go the TV route, the TV network route, instead of the streaming services route, was because they noticed the viewer consistency was more with the TV networks than it was with the streaming network. And the, I guess, I think he's the general manager of the whole league, Luck, mentioned about the, the strong showing on uh, broadcast network that they were, mo- they were more into that because, like I said, it gives them a chance to connect with a team you know whether it be the New York team or the Florida team gives them a chance to follow them and not be able to okay I can watch them this week okay I can't watch them for another three weeks and don't have to pay the 10 bucks for the app you know like the CBS network app or whatnot. so that's that's huge and it's also huge that's a multi-year um, deal that the the networks are they must have seen something or Vince is a very big bullshitter that he could sell anything to anybody. Um, but like I said, I, you know, and I also I actually read some of the rules um, that are confirmed for the uh, the league next year. Now, I know a couple weeks ago we talked about the overtime rule with the 44 players on the field. And to kind of clarify it, me and Shoulders, the way the article was you know, written and quoted, it sounded like 
both sides of the football field would be going at the same time. And that's not the case. What's What it is is, yes, both offenses and defenses will be out on the field, but one side of the field will be going at one point. Once they get their uh, possession done, then it goes to the other side of the field. So to me, it kind of sounds more like they're trying to speed the game up with that type of uh, outcome uh, situation. So there is still some rules that uh, they're keeping from the XFL. Um, There's no more coffin corners for the punters. They have to keep it inbounds. I believe if they kick it out of bounds within, you know, the 10-yard line or whatever, it's a penalty. Um, Kickoff-wise, players aren't allowed to start running until the kick returner is uh, catches the ball. They're still doing the five-yard halo around uh, punt returners to, to be able to catch the ball. So, some of the rules, you know, just like the, the Alliance of uh, American Football, they're trying some, something different compared to the NFL. And, you know, who knows? It may work. And there may be some rules that the NFL may adopt. I, I, I know that uh, they were looking at the onside kick uh, play to replace the onside uh, kicks for the NFL. That didn't get passed yet, but also another thing was uh, the NFL has an agreement with NCAA that no player can enter the draft or get signed by the NFL team until they're three years out of high school. With the XFL, they don't have a an agreement with the NCAA, so you could come right out of high school and go right to the XFL and, and start making money and play the game that you love playing. Um, Contract-wise, uh, it's like a four-tier contract. If you want to give one player a franchise contract, then he gets uh, loyalty bonuses like... It, it, it sounds interesting, you know, so I'm curious to see how, how it's going to go for them. Uh, I'm hoping, like I was hoping with AAF, uh, I hope it works out. Because I, I love football. If I could watch football year-round, I know my fiancé will hate it. But I'm hoping it, it works out so I could get attached to a team. Hopefully Philly could get a team. I know New York is the, the closest one, I believe. And I will not root for them. Screw them. I hate all New York teams. I like you New York guys, though, but hate your teams. Sorry. <laughs> so I believe that's going to be it for this week. Like I said, guys, this was our, our one-year anniversary show. I appreciate you guys tuning in every week. Responding to any of the polls that we do on Twitter or Facebook and follow on us on Twitter. If you guys weren't there, we probably would have just gave up by now and just went on, you know, went on about our business, but we see you guys like to tune in. We're hoping to get some new logos shortly so we could uh, 
get some new t-shirts that are on teespring um get some live videos for youtube soon you know so there's there is still a lot of things in the pipeline that we're working on to put better content out there for you guys so with that being said before i go head over to twitter follow my personal account at jimbo st sports follow shoulders at shoulders underscore bro follow the show at st sports podcast head over to bellyupsports.com look up some of my articles read them send me some comments and then also check out the other guys articles too because some of them are pretty cool um pretty funny also you know it's it's not like a espn but you definitely definitely like it so until next week this is your good friend jimbo signing out